you give me the go sign. Go. Ho, 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 geeks and geekettes. It's your old pal Shawnee Claus here. <laughs> I just, sorry, folks. Basically, um, thanks for listening to the bonus episode. Surprise! What I want you to do is I want you to gather all the kids and all the family and get your hot cocoa or your eggnog because Sean's going to give you the yearly reading of a diehard Christmas. Uh, a couple years back, was it a couple years back, Ed? You got me the uh, got, got me this book. That's right. Was it? And, and I swore that one day we would read it for the kids as a bedtime story. And what better than in this crazy ass world with pandemics and house, you know, being quarantined? Where let me read you all a nice little story about a man and a tower. <laughs> Oh, I, I can't wait now. I'm excited. <clears throat> All right. So, as I said, everyone gather around, huddle up, listen to your, look at your radio, your car stereo, whatever you're listening to, or just close your eyes and relax. Picture the fire crackling in the background as I read our story. <clears throat> A Die Hard Christmas, written by Doogie Horner, illustrated by J.J. Harrison. It's the illustrated holiday classic. "'Twas the night before Christmas, and up in the tower, everyone was partying, except one wallflower. John McClain missed his wife. Things weren't just weren't the same, since Holly had moved west and changed her last name. He tried to win her back, but still she said no, while, unbeknownst to them, there was trouble below. A truck had pulled up, and who should disembark but fourteen men whose intentions were dark.' They spoke not a word and unloaded big crates. They cut the phone lines and locked all the gates. Carl sweeped the ground floor, shooting every guard dead, while visions of Barabons danced in his head. John took off his shoes, making fists with his toes. It actually worked. Well, what do you know? When out in the lobby arose such a clatter, he sprung to the door to see what was the matter. When what was his what to his wandering eyes should appear? Holy crap, there are terrorists here. John hid under the table with no one where no one could see, and watched Hans question Mr. Tagagi. I'm going to count to three, there will not be a four. Give me the codes to open the vault door. I don't know the, I don't know the codes, so go ahead and shoot. Okay, said Hans Gruber, and ruined Tagagi's suit. John tried to call the cops by pulling an alarm, but instead called the bad guys who tried to cause him harm. But John killed Tony, who had very small feet, and sent him to the terrorist as a yuletide treat. He put a Santa hat on the German and, eyes all aglow, wrote, Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Carl was furious. Tony was his brother. He chased John across the roof, and they shot at each other. John was able to escape through the ventilation shaft. Come out to the coast, he sighed. We'll have a few laughs. <laughs> at Nakatomi Tower, Sergeant Powell appeared. He checked the whole lobby and saw nothing weird. He was pulling away, but didn't get far, before Marco landed on the hood of his car. 
Pal drove away backwards, screaming in fright. Welcome to the party, pal! John yelled with delight. <laughs> More police arrived, the FBI and SWAT team. But Hans didn't mind. It was all part of his scheme. More rapid than eagles, his henchmen they came. And he radioed and shouted and called them by name. Now Eddie, now James, now Franco, now Yuli. On Franz and our, on Carl, hair long and unruly. They shot the SWAT tank with a surface terror missile and knocked it away like a dowel of a, th of a thistle. Now John McClane was angry indeed. He blew up the two terrorists and called them jerkweed. <laughs> Ellis told Hans, Bubby, I'm your white knight. Hans shot him dead, giving the hostages a fright. Hans went to go check on the explosives fused and saw that poor John wasn't wearing any shoes. John fled from Carl and Hans, but alas, he had to run barefoot over sharp, broken glass. His feet, how they hurt. His soul's oh so bloody. John crawled to the bathroom and called his good buddy. John was weary and ready to throw in the towel until he got a pep talk from Sergeant Al Powell. Powell was, a, was chubby and plump and right jolly old cop, and he trusted the cowboy in the tattered tank top. But a reporter was probing into McLean's life that revealed that Holly was actually John's wife. Hans quickly flipped over the gold pitcher frame. It's a pleasure to meet you, Mrs. McLean. His clothes all tarnished with ashes and soot, John staggered to the roof, bloody and barefoot. The explosives were wired to the rooftop with care in hopes that the hostages would soon would be there. John warned everyone on the roof would soon blow as the chopper strafed him with a high-powered ammo. Around his waist, he tied a fire hose tight and screamed an oath jumped into the night. He dangled in air and grinned his teeth while flames encircled the tower like a wreath. Fiercely fighting his way back inside, John yelled out, Hans! He was done trying to hide. He limped to the vault like an old man on crutches, only to find Holly in his filthy clutches. John dropped his gun, put his hands on his head, and seemed he and Holly soon would be dead. But with a secret gun taped to his back, John shot Hans in a surprise attack. Hans fell out the window, still holding Holly's arm, and slowly, deliberately raised his firearm. The tenacious, tenacious villain held on by his nails till John unhooked Holly's watch and said, Happy trails! <laughs> Barrowbines fluttered like fresh-fallen snow as Holly embraced her blood-splattered bow. So Merry Christmas to all, be kind to one another, and most of all, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. The end. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> that was a diehard Christmas read to you by Sean. We hope you all have a happy Christmas and a wonderful new year. Tonight, Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow. <laughs> 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 <laughs>